We are Chris and Katie, two Jesus girls lovingly referred to as two JGs, who want to share our hearts, our triumphs, and even our misses as we awaken to the gifts of the best. The B is for the Blessed Mother, E, Eucharist and other sacraments, S, Scripture and Saints, and T, Traditions of the Catholic Faith. You'll see how we wrap each episode around this simple and joyful approach to not only knowing our faith, but actually living it in our everyday lives. Let's get started. Thank you for joining us today. We are going to wrap our conversation around an S, Scripture and Saints. And our scriptures may be one you have heard, or maybe not, but it's one of our favorites. And it is from Esther, chapter 4, verse 14. Who knows whether you have not come to the kingdom for such a time as this? So what that says is you are exactly where you are meant to be in the exact moment of time and God's history, his story, (laughs) history, because he has something amazing set out for you to do in order to build the kingdom. So welcome to our conversation. I love that. And one of the words that kind of stood out to us in speaking about that theme is that we were all handpicked to do something for the Lord. And he has put his purpose into our hearts. To do his will. To do his will. And that's what we are made for. And so we're looking to the book of Esther. She is just such a beautiful example of so much that I think that each one of us goes through in our day and in our lives and in the ups and downs and topsy-turvy things that happen in our lives. And she is such a steadfast example of so many uh, virtues that we can imitate and draw from. And that's what I think God's word is so powerful. And even though this was written before the time of Christ, it Mm -hmm. is so applicable to our lives today. Right. And that you're so good, Katie, about saying God's word is alive. And, and, and every time we experience it or we enter into an encounter with scripture, as we all probably have recognized it, it touches us differently each time. And, you know, just talking about that this was written before the life of Christ. One thing that I was reading is that Esther truly did save the Jewish lineage of Jesus. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it said, God will protect his people and preserve a remnant from which the Messiah will one day come. And sometimes I lose that piece of it in the story of Esther because I'm so focused on the story of Esther and and her personality and her bravery and courage. Well, for a girl who used to love soap operas, Katie, this really reads like a soap opera. (laughs) Maybe that's why I like it so much. (laughs) Right, there's intrigue. And that's a little bit of tune in tomorrow. Yeah, wait to see what happens to Esther. And I do love the trust. Some of the themes from this book that I love are the prayers of the people of God. And we'll kind of give a background of that in a second, but keeping that in mind, that intercessory prayer, asking people Mm -hmm. to pray for us, praying for other people, how powerful that is. There are a few more themes that we really do love and draw from from this. But Katie, can you give us, set the stage for us of what and who Esther is? Remember, this is going to be a paraphrase because, you know, some of the words I can't pronounce and such and such. But basically... Esther um, grew up Jewish and her parents, she was orphaned and her uncle Mordecai, he adopted her. And it was after 
they were in Babylon, I think at that time. And so the Jews really, um, I don't know what the word is, but they, they just were living in Babylon. They weren't set a, set apart like they were before. And so no one really knew that Esther was had a Jewish heritage. And at the time, um, the king of Persia, I, I don't know his name. That's why I just call him the king of Persia. Azarias. Azarias was married to another queen and she rebuked his orders. She he He wanted her to come to him. And she decided she wasn't going to do that. And so, you know, the people around him, the men with quote unquote wisdom said, well, you better write an order against this because every, every woman in this nation, in the land is going to look at her husband and say, no, I'm not, I don't need to do what you tell me to do. It will set a precedent. Mm -hmm. So he took their advice and did that, which then opened the door to find another queen and Esther's beauty and, you know, people were very attracted to her. They brought her into this harem. circle, harem, and um, prepped her to meet the king who, of course, fell head over heels in love with her. At the same time, Mordecai, her adoptive, kind of raised her, so, mm -hmm. but was her uncle, um, was outside the city walls, had really been in service to the king um, years before that. But there was another man that was reporting to the king, and his name was Haman. Haman. And Haman wanted Mordecai to bow down to him. And Mordecai refused. He said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not bowing down to this pagan culture. And so Haman got very upset and wanted to kill Mordecai. And all the Jews. And all the Jews. So then he tricked the king basically into saying, hey, I need your I need your blessing on this. We're on March 7th. We're going to kill all the Jews. And the king just said, okay, you know, no problem. So Mordecai hears of this plan and gets to Esther and sends, you know, luckily there was a, a maid or you know, a, they called it something, a handmaid of, of Esther's that really loved Esther. And I think she was kind of the go-between between Esther and Mordecai and went out and said, you know, this is what's happening. And at first I think Esther was like, how could I possibly well, help let, you with this? Let me interrupt the story. By now she's queen. Did right. We, did we say that? Yes. Yet? So no. by now she's queen. And because I want to correct myself from whatever pronunciation I made from the beginning, just in case you guys are silly enough to repeat what we say, <laughs> it's Ahasuerus. Ahasuerus. Not whatever I said before. It's okay. King Ahasuerus. Okay. <laughs> and so now she is Queen Esther. Yes. And uh, Haman has he does not know that that she is Jewish. Right. So that's another piece of this intrigue story. But knowing that Mordecai is, and Haman had so much pride that Mordecai's refusal to bow down to him just got in his cross. So now he's going to destroy all of the people. Mm -hmm. And he has no idea that the queen, she herself, is Jewish. So in that plot, we have that. So she's queen mm -hmm. and she's saying, what possibly could I do? Because still at this point, Esther cannot just go approach the king. Even right. though she's queen, she has to wait until he calls her to come and speak to him. Right. Anybody. And no one could go to the king right. unless he summoned them. And so by her going to him, which is what Mordecai was, mm -hmm. what Mordecai was asking her. He's saying, you've got to go to the king and stop this or our people will die. Mm -hmm. And at first she was like, what? Mm -hmm. uh, what can I possibly do? I, I have no audience with him. Right. So at first she was, you know, very, um, 
most skeptical in, in her influence, I think. And Mordecai, that is where, you know, the famous scripture is, is, you know, maybe you were made for this. Maybe, you know, for such a time as this, you have found yourself, I'm paraphrasing, in, in this palace and you have, you know, access to this man that can change the course of our salvation history. Right. And so I think from that time, she she received the courage and the boldness and asked Mordecai and all the Jewish people to pray and fast for her. And, um, and she did the same with those around her, which, you know, as you pointed out earlier, Chris, she was, she was willing to do what she was asking other people to do. You know, a lot of times we can say, oh, can you pray and fast for me? And maybe we're not actually <laughs> doing the same for ourselves, sure. but she was very... Um, really entered into this praying and fasting, which is so important. And that probably bolstered her courage and gave her the graces that she needed in order to approach the king. Ha 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 ha. Uh huh. Well, what I love from just what you've brought us to right now, Katie, a couple of things that stood out. First of all, that out of pride, someone was real willing to destroy an entire people. Mm-hmm. And when we look at the problems in the world today, it is really born out of the sin of pride, a need for mm-hmm. control, a need to have it our way or the highway, um, greed. All of those things come from trying to acquire all of this power. Mm-hmm. And Haman was eaten up with it. He It just got to him so much that he was willing to destroy an entire people. Mm. And so to look at the humility of Esther, who you know was just really an ordinary girl who then became queen, and we are ordinary in our everyday mm-hmm. lives as well. And we think, well, what possibly could we do to affect the goodness of the world? But really, it starts with us becoming very little mm-hmm. and recognizing that we get all of the things that we need from God and His grace and His mercy, and that we can with right. the prayer of people around us and our own prayer and our own humility, we truly can go forth and courage to live God's will and trust mm-hmm. in His divine providence, which is what she was doing in those three days of prayer and fasting, just to recognize she wasn't alone. Mm -hmm. She wasn't going to just bold right through. Once she decided, yes, uh, okay, I will go to the king. She waited. She paused. And that's something I I know for me, I'm a little bit like gung-ho, but I love that example of pausing, Mm -hmm. praying, waiting, and then acting. Right. And all those things were refined in her waiting, I think. And she really did compose herself to a thoughtful response to all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, she submitted to authority and truly, I mean, even submitted to the authority of her uncle, Mordecai, who was asking her to do something, but she also submitted to authority knowing, and really there was one um, thing that we were talking about earlier about how she had her eyes as she approached the king, she had her eyes on the throne of God, not the throne of the king. Right. So as she approached him to ask him to save the people. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And I loved that because really that's how we should be approaching our crosses as well. You know, like we don't put our eyes so much on the problem at hand and all those problems truly are opportunities when we have 
our eyes on Christ. Right, right. Because He is with us in our afflictions. Mm -hmm. He has a purpose even for those afflictions. And if we learn to trust in those, we learn to hope in those. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is also the example that Esther gives us, that we are all called at some point in our lives to carry a cross that can feel like such an incredible burden. But going back again to asking people to pray for us, praying for ourselves, and trusting in God's providence of what He has in store for us. Mm -hmm. He will use that in order for us to do His will. And I think we can feel like, what? What am I really doing? And, you know, I'm no Esther. I'm no queen of Persia or whatever, mm -hmm. you know, but you are actually royalty. You are royalty of God's kingdom. And he has a purpose for you in your circle of influence. Mm -hmm. And are we humble in that circle of influence or are we wielding our power? And that can even translate in the workplace, that can translate in our homes, mm -hmm. uh, committees that we serve on. If we would all pause and humble ourselves and seek what God is wanting from us before we jump into something, I think we will find the outcome to be really peaceful and mm -hmm. beautiful. And manageable. Right. Well, because we're not going it alone. I think so often we feel like, oh, I have to do it myself. We can't ask for help. I think women are... Uh, I hate to say, we do wear a lot of hats. Mm -hmm. And I think that we can become uh, uh, habitual in our, I am woman, hear me roar. I can do it all and I don't need anybody and I'm not going to ask for help. And then we find ourselves so broken and worn out and mm -hmm. burn out. But if we take Esther's example as the queen of all people to recognize our need for others, our need for prayer, Mm -hmm. and our need to wait on the Lord before we act, we will go into the battle of each day armored and protected. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, the word I'm hearing is discernment. We pray for that discernment to move the next step, take the next step. Sure. And, and because it is confusing sometimes of the mm -hmm. next step and the world around us is, you know, throwing darts at our dartboard of faith and right. trying to poke holes in it. Whereas we look at this and there's a prayer of Esther that she prayed and it's a little bit long and it's not in every translation of the Bible. But the final verse of this prayer, she says, Oh God, whose might is over all, hear the voice of the despairing and save us from the hands of evildoers and save me from my fear. So I love breaking that down. She recognized who God was. Oh, God, whose might is over all. God created everything, everything we need for our joy and our happiness in this life and all the gifts and the grace that we need to do His will. But I think we're like busy little bees that we mm -hmm. try to, you know, make it all happen on our own. And we don't take this moment to pause and understand that God is God and mm -hmm. we are not. Right. And one thing I love about that, Esther's prayer is at the beginning of that prayer, which I don't have it right in front of me, but she, she says she's very anxious. Mm -hmm. You know, she says, you know, I am so anxious and, and I actually love that. Well, here, so the first it's 14, Esther, 14. Well, it's kind of hard one. to kind of, because the Bible is 
Anyway, go yeah, ahead. this isn't Whatever a dedicate Bible. Right. Bible, but the bottom line is, she says, and Esther the queen seized with deathly anxiety, fled to the Lord. And the point that I wanted to make is, she started in like such extreme anxiety, but ended that prayer with such courageous strength and faith. Yes. And that is why we pray. That's why we pray. It's why we fast. It's why we ask people to join us in that because we do start in anxiety. And I I love that she acknowledged that. Right. Well, and I do love Katie in the world where I think more of us more and more are recognizing and knowing people who are suffering from a great deal of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I don't want to diminish any of that. And there is obviously clinical uh, depression and anxiety right. and those things. But even in our own everyday life, we can feel like whether it's a decision or there's something happening and, and we're allowing this anxiety to rise up in us. Mm-hmm. Let me just even call it situational anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're allowing that to rise up in us. And instead of pausing and asking the Lord to come into the situation. Mm -hmm. Give me the words I need to speak. Let my lips be sealed. (laughs) That's what I need to ask. Mm -hmm. Let let me not speak unless I need to, Lord, or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Asking Him to come into this situational anxiety and cover us with His grace and His peace. And to take it to prayer and to ask others to pray for us. That is what I really feel is Esther's beauty of courage, Mm -hmm. because in chapter four, verse 16, she says, if I perish, I perish. Right. A little bit of amen, so be it. Mm -hmm. Whatever your will is, Lord, I am going into this to try to save my people. And I have consulted you and I am going under what I feel is your direction. And whatever happens, happens. I trust in your divine providence. So what peace would we all glean Mm -hmm. if we go into it? whatever situation that is causing us this stress and anxiety to say, Lord, be with me, cover me, and let others be with me. We are never alone. And a complete detachment from the outcome that whatever will be, will be. So one of the things that we want to accomplish in this podcast also and encourage each other to do is not only know our faith, but to put it into action, to take what we're learning and put it into our lives in a practical way. So how that translates. Mm-hmm. And Katie, you had a great idea for Faith in Action this week. Well, one of the things that Esther prompted Chris and I to do is to remember, to remember how God has helped us in certain situations and helped us um, just kind of renewed our hope in his in his loving providence. So we thought that that could be something that you do, like remember maybe a point of affliction that you have experienced and how that affects affliction really led you to a point of hope and just to be able to to reflect and have a moment where where you see God's hand in your life and cuz that just builds our faith absolutely and if we don't remember and recognize what God's doing in our life it's hard to have that faith so that's one i love that area and then i would say for my faith in action i might want to encourage everyone to ask someone to pray for you to have that trust in others' love and care for you to ask them to pray. I love it. We just thank you all for just allowing us to be a part of your day and to talk about our love of what we're learning mm-hmm. and be open to yourselves learning new things and searching 
for a way to draw closer to the Lord. And we pray, we truly pray that our podcast is something that gives you light and joy and hope and encouragement. And we thank you so much for being a part of it today. And uh, Katie, do you want to end us in the St. Michael prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Until next time, JGs, know your faith, love your faith, and live it. Hey, this is Katie. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode of the Two Jesus Girls podcast. If you want to go deeper, visit our website at awakenyourfaith.org and join our free AYF circle where we bring community, programs, and content together in one place.